On today's episode of the AC Sports Report, we have Coach Joe Battaglia. Coach Battaglia is the assistant principal, the assistant athletic director, and the head football coach at Concordia Prep High School in Towson, Maryland. Hey fans, this is Connor Newcomb from the Locked on Orioles podcast. If you love high school sports, you will love VarsitySportsNetwork.com, the area's premier source of high school sports coverage. VSN specializes in daily game coverage, feature articles on local teams and athletes, video highlights and interviews, and the area's most comprehensive presentation of schedules, scores, and standings. Boys and girls sports, big schools and small, everyone is important on Varsity Sports Network. Check it out now at VarsitySportsNetwork.com. That's VarsitySportsNetwork.com. If you've been looking for someone that talks about youth sports in the DMV, from basketball to football, volleyball, soccer, lacrosse, baseball, and softball, you've found it. We are the authority. We are the authority. This is the AC Sports Report. There's a thriving community of youth sports in the DMV, and we cover it all. From interviews to game reports to player scouting, public and private schools, and we even cover the college recruiting process. This is the AC Sports Report, and here's your host, John Miller. Coach Joe, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So I usually start with the little uh, banter about finding the studio, and I think you uh, literally called an audible. You're like, I'm close. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's an interesting place here. It's a really cool building, but uh, yeah, trying to find exactly where the studio was was a little bit interesting, and also where to park. That's not somebody else's parking spot as well. There's that. There's that. So <laughs> I, I, I knew you were up for the task. Oh, yeah, you know, I could figure it out. You got enough titles. I knew I'm really good in human capital and, and you're my go to. So I knew I could just call you and you get me you get me figured out. There you go. So anybody else listening to the next one, if they're if you're scheduled to come here, or you want to come here, just call me. As long as I'm not recording and I haven't muted my phone already. I'm there for you. Cool. So football, this football. is this is June. We're recording this on June 1st. This will come out in a few days uh most people aren't thinking football right now probably most people um most people so the diehards are football players in june should be playing ps5 eating nachos not a chance so there's no off season is there no there's no off season for sure but especially honestly um really at all levels but especially high school this is where it it really starts ramping up. Kids are really excited about football, especially in in our uh, in our private school league because you know we we do strength and conditioning throughout the year, but we've started our you know what we call OTAs uh, because our, our league allows us to have a few hours a week to to be able to do football activities. And um, you know it's the end of the spring season, so now it's kind of turn the page and, and start rolling on on football things. So we've been able to get on the field a couple times and kind of turn the page and, and go go the next direction and, and, and try to do this thing again. And so it's, it's really exciting time, actually, for, for our guys. Nice. So I did it again. I jumped right into the meat of the podcast. But mm-hmm. we got to learn a little bit about Coach Joe. Actually, you said two things. I'm like, OTA and what league? So mm-hmm. I'm already into the meat of the questions. But, oh, let's go back. Okay. Did you go to high school? Silly question. And I'm sure you did. Did you play a sport in high school? I did. Um, I went to Gilman right down the road here. Uh, I actually went there from fourth grade uh, through 12th. Um, I played a multitude of sports in my time over there, but I, I majored in football, quote unquote, um, there where, 
you know, I, I played lacrosse. I was on, I did track as well. Um, and a few other things, but football is always my, my main sport. So I had a great opportunity to play for some legendary teams there, uh, at Gilman and then, uh, able to move forward. Oh, that's probably, did I steal your next question? No, 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 you're doing great. Um, from, I was able to move, uh, from there to Guilford college in North Carolina, Greensboro, North Carolina, where, um, I was able to play linebacker for four years there as well. And, uh, I always knew I wanted to coach my, my dad was a rec coach, uh, for 25 years. He ran the youth leagues in the area as well as coached my teams and my brother's teams and really my sister's teams. He's, he's, he was a coach's coach where he was truly about the kids and, and creating opportunities for kids. And, so um, that was just in my blood. My he, he small business owner. He uh, owned an auto parts store, and uh, coached a lot of different sports. And so my brother, he got went into the auto parts business when he graduated, and I went into coaching. So that's kind of how, kind of how it rolls. Um, and so for me, playing college football was a means to be able to to be able to coach moving forward, um, and uh, jumped jumped both feet in moving from there. I surely don't want to be in your practices because you went straight from zero to 100. And I got the last probably, that was probably 15 year spread of your life in about three <laughs> minutes. So your practices probably move along pretty quickly and you got to keep up or get left we behind. We do, five minute periods and on to the next. I was I was watching a couple and that clock is like, ooh, what's next? Yeah. And you don't you don't play around when yeah. that clock is up and it's time to move on. It's let's go on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. We uh, there's a lot of stops from there on moving forward too. So you got to rush through it or else you you're gonna bore people in the podcast. That's right. Speaking of Guilford and, and Gilman, um, I don't want to go too far past the the high school days. Uh, I like to ask sometimes scouting report. Uh, Coach Joe, mm-hmm. before he was Coach Joe, when he was just Joe, <laughs> yep. he was playing at uh, at Gilman in high school, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing one of the big rivalries for Gilman is McDonough. Correct. So the McDonough right. coach is like, oh, I need a scouting report on, on Joe. What's what's the what's the scouting report? What kind of player were you? Oh, uh, you'd probably have to dig deep. I wasn't on the first page. I'll tell you that much. Um, I, I, you know, I was not overly athletic, not very big. Um, but uh, I just cared a lot about the game. I cared a lot about my teammates. I worked really, really hard, um, and just haven't been around the game so long. I, I think I had a pretty good knack for for the game, and so it put me in good position. So, just a guy who hustled and and knew where to be, when to be there, those type of things. Um, but uh, certainly didn't certainly didn't scare a whole lot of people in the scouting report. So obviously you had some kind of skill because you played in college. Um, part of it is you got to have the motor and the brains. The other part is you have to have some level of skill to play in college at any level. What about college? What what kind of player were you there? I would say very similar, uh, very similar situation. Just tried to keep that as best as I could. You know, work as hard as I could. You know, like I said, like we said before, there's no off season, right? Just put yourself in the best physical position that you possibly can be to go play and and. Uh, you know, again, not not the best athlete out on the field, but somebody that could you know be in the right spot, but then also get other people in the right spot. I think I had some value, especially in the college game, as it gets more and more strategic and those type of things. Being an extension of my coaches out on the field uh, really was an asset for me. Guilford College can't I can't say I've heard much about Guilford College. You says down in North Carolina. It is Greensboro, North Carolina. How did, did you find it? Did it find you? Does, was there a coach at Gilman that was like, "Hey, Joe, if you want to keep playing, um, did you have a club team? How, how does that How does that work?" It is actually a really funny story how I came across Guilford College. Uh, like I, said, I mentioned, my older brother earlier. Uh, my older brother played at Gilman as well, and then went and played at Randolph Macon for two years, and then ended up at Salisbury. But playing at Randolph Macon, you know, obviously, my dad attended a bunch of the games. But, me as well but um 
as we were looking for, you know, schools, my, you know, where to apply, where to send our, you know, VHS tape at the time. I'm sorry, what I, VHS tape? VHS for, for you young guys. That's, <laughs> you could just throw it up on YouTube and send we a link? <laughs> no, now, nowadays you send your huddle film, but now it's, it, back then it was, you created a, a VHS tape of your highlights or game film and you sent it away to all the schools and see what came back. And so my dad was saying, you know, your brother played at this school in North Carolina that was really, really nice. I really liked it. Um, it was called Guilford College. You should send your stuff down there. And so we ended up sending it, and there was happened to be a coach there at the time that had spent some time in the Maryland area and knew it well and was responsible for recruiting the area. So we struck up a really good relationship uh, who ended up being uh, obviously my coach for a year and then passing away, Coach Charlie Griffin, who was was just awesome. Um, he, you know, he recruits me, brings us down on campus. I have a great visit. I, you know, go through the whole deal. We get back in the truck to drive home and my, my dad asks, you know, what would you think? And I, oh, you know, I really, really liked it. And he goes, me too. But that that was not the school I was thinking about. So we applied by accident, honestly. That uh, is a funny story. And then as we figured it out, my dad was thinking of Davidson College in North Carolina and mixed because Randolph making had played both. He mixed the names up, but it's just one of those things where it was meant to be. Or uh, is, that, is that serendipity? What, what uh, would we call that? What's the word for something that? Like something that. Yeah. like that. It could yeah. be a romance novel yeah, or something. Yes, yeah. <laughs> sure. Very cool. So you went, to, you went to college and you majored in, we talked about this, Sports management? Uh, yeah, sports management education. So in the state of North Carolina, you have to, if you're going to be an education major, you have to have a second, you have to double major. Nice, smart. Uh, and so sports management was my really double major, and then I kind of went that route with it from there. Well, that's handy being the uh, assistant principal, assistant athletic director, and football coach kind of worked right into your major. That, that couldn't have worked out any better. Without a doubt. I, I, it's funny because when I recruited in college for a long time, I would always talk about don't be dead, you know, your, your major's important, but, you know, you know, just zoom out a little bit because 90% of kids go to school thinking they want to study something and then they want to change it or they want to you know do something completely different in life than what they thought when they did going into college. But for me, again, talking about, you know, just being who I was and, and growing up under my dad, I just always knew I wanted to coach. And so actually one of the reasons I picked Guilford too was when I got down there, um, they even had t-shirts made that said cradle of coaches. So if you're in your North Carolina, um, they call Guilford the cradle of coaches because a lot of the legendary state high school coaches and even some of the college coaches um, had, had gone through Guilford College. So they had that little bit of niche to it, which is obviously very appealing to me. But I knew I, knew I wanted to coach football. I knew I wanted to be around uh, – youth and, and, and young men to, to try help mentor them through the game that I love so much. So where, where'd you, where'd you, where'd you coach before this? Uh, I mean, I don't know this, how long do you want this podcast to be? Uh, that you might, know, this is, this is, this it is might your take up your whole 15 minutes. This is here. your 15 minutes of fame. Coach. Um, but, uh, I, I originally was vol going to volunteer, um, right out of college at Towson university. I did that through the summer, um, and was called, uh, right before camp started by a small school called Juniata College in central Pennsylvania, um, where, which was a paying job, which was obviously important. So I went there and There's made, that. made a couple <laughs> made a couple bucks uh, as the safeties coach there for two years. Came back in 2010, had an opportunity to help start the program here at Stevenson University with Coach Ed Hoddle, who's who's an incredible mentor of mine. Um, 2010, we didn't play any games, a completely developmental year, first year of football in school history. Uh, went through that experience, and then there was a coaching change at Juniata where a guy on staff became the head coach and brought me back as a coordinator. So I went there back for two more years. Then uh, opportunity to coach the safeties at a you know, Division II powerhouse, Midwestern State in Texas. 
Uh, went out there, did that for a year, became a coordinator at Brevard College in North Carolina, um, then became the defensive coordinator at Bethany College in West Virginia, and then uh, from there to the Naval Academy where I spent three years as a, a defensive assistant and, and an analyst at the Naval Academy three years, and then back here to uh, Concordia Prep where I hope to I hope to be the end of that long list of, of schools where we were having a, you know, been a great experience so far in my, my two years here. So two years, you must've come in just about when the pandemic hit that had to have been a, a little stressful. Uh, very, very stressful. Um, yeah. Took the job on June 26th, technically 2020 in the heat of the shutdown. Um, a lot of chaos. Didn't know if you, we were having a season that year, anything like that. Um, you know, couldn't took the job, couldn't meet my kid kids on the team or anything like that. Everything was Zoom and all that good stuff. Um, so very very chaotic time for sure, but also just a a fun time and energetic time. Uh, people were chomping at the bit to get back to to sports and those type of things. So there's certain blessings in that. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, very very interesting time to not only go to anywhere new, but then also to go to an I'd never coached high school football either. So that was a big adjustment for me too. And then in this private school area, there's a huge recruiting element to this thing too, where, you know, I'm trying to build relationships within the youth programs as well as, you know, go find prospective student athletes for our school as well. And it's a shutdown and there's no youth football happening and those type of things. So it was definitely a chaotic time, but we, we navigated through it and we've, we've seen a good bit of success so far. I would say. So earlier you talked about the league you're in. Uh, the Concordia Prep plays in the MIAA, which is the Maryland Interscholastic Athletic Association. Thank you. I always get the M part wrong, and it's always helpful to have mm -hmm. someone else um, right. And they are broken down into basically three divisions, A, B, C, essentially. In football, yes, A, B, and C. And yes. it's loosely associated with the size of the school, but I think there's some – move maneuvering within that based on you know the performance of the school and where they think they stand correct correct do you or the athletic directors get to decide which conference you're in or is it a is it a long conversation it's a long conversation um there is there's a basically a request process where you you know you want to you you request for realignment to go up or down um and then that gets reviewed by a competition committee that kind of looks at the variables and whether you should or shouldn't. Um, and then there's also a little bit of an element of even if you don't request it, but it seems as though there's an unbalance in the league that the league can step in and kind of um, you know project you into a different deal. But then there's an appeal process to that too. So it's it's a long long deal. And I would say Concordia Prep is one of the smaller schools in the MIA. Would you? I mean, not maybe not the smallest. I'm trying to think someone smaller, but I. I'm there are some some really small ones. We are certainly. Um, and I don't want to be misquoted here, but if not the smallest, but one of the smallest, right. certainly in, in the B football right. programs. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's a little bit all over the place. There are, you know, some of the bigger names are bigger schools, um, but there are a lot of really, really good schools, good athletic programs involved in all levels of the MIA, which is what makes it one of the premier leagues in, in the entire country. And last season you guys competed in the B conference. We did. How'd you do? Well, we won the B conference. <laughs> we uh, went ten and two, and uh, won beat Loyola in the in the championship. Game. And that was an exciting game. I was there. It was a little chilly. It was a little cold. Well, it was worth going out to well to see. It. That was fun. Well so now it. now you have some expectations. Um, now that now's the hard part. It's it's tough getting to the top, and it's even tougher staying on top. No question. No question. It's something we preach to our kids all day, every day. Um, 
and I think they're up to the challenge. You know, that's anything's worth doing is, is having high expectations about, and then you know, just understanding that, you know, in not just in football, but in life, if you accomplish something, there's somebody else that wants to come and accomplish that and, and take that opportunity from you. And so now it becomes that much harder to, to, to continue to accomplish that or to continue to grow and get better. And so, you know, again, expectations, yeah, they're high, but we'd also don't necessarily concerned with other people's expectations. Our, our expectations are to get better every single day and to grow as, as young student athletes, both in the classroom as well as on the field or, or whatever challenge that we take upon ourselves is to just get better every single day. And if, if you're about the process, you'll see good results in the end. Nice. So earlier in the podcast, you mentioned leagues and OTA. We talked about the league. Well, what's an OTA? OTA is a fancy way of, I mean, we stole that from the NFL, basically, right? Um, which is organized team activity. Um, and we just call it that because we don't, again, the league allows you for three hours a week uh, in terms of like an actual practice with a ball. But then you also, you are allowed to be doing in the weight room and meetings and all that kind of stuff. So we kind of just jumble that into an organized team activity because we have elements of all three of those in one quote unquote workout. So we'll be in the weight room for part of it. We'll go out on the field for part of it. And sometimes we'll even be in the classroom just, just teaching. Nice. And um, over the summer, I, I think last year we I helped watch or I witnessed sevens. Are you doing any of that this year? Is that am I using the term right? S- uh, it's seven on seven or seven v seven, uh, which is big in the high school football realm of basically just the passing element of of football. No pads on. Just you know, we uh, we'll do a couple of those. Um, I'm not a huge seven on seven guy um just because it's it's not the same game so there's some bad habits that are created some of the culture of some of these tournaments are not exactly what we're you know we're looking for in terms of developing our team but uh, we do do it because again this game's fun and our kids want to compete so we'll do it some we use it mostly either a to get you know good reps and good practice but then b we'll use a couple opportunities to uh, get on college campuses and help our kids get recruited because that's 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 an element where you know I know that at certain places they'll be watching kids run around and make you know throw the ball make catches and all that kind of stuff so if it helps our kids gain opportunities moving on from here then we'll go and do it so getting recruited is a big deal and and for a long time I kept thinking oh my god this is such a great thing people are going to play sports in college and they're going to become pros and it's not about becoming pros one of the things is in theory, you can get a discount or sometimes even a free college education. 100%. And as a parent of two high school age kids, um, kids, I sure don't mind that part. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Uh, it is a full-time job and there's a commitment. So the kids got to buy into the process and, and really be into it. But it's an opportunity for a, a fair amount of kids to uh, get their education on someone else's dime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not just the money aspect, but then also access to some schools that may be you know, maybe you're, you know, the school only takes 3.0 and above and you're right there at that 3.0 mark, but you bring other, you know, other assets to the, to the school community where you could be, a, you know, playing sports and those type of things. So they get, you were able to gain admittance over somebody else based off of what, you know, whether extracurriculars you do as well. So it's a, it's a huge element of, of kind of moving on to the next level. Yeah. So you're probably, lo- you probably lost some seniors. We did quite uh, a few uh, quite last a few. year, and hopefully you brought in some new players. We did. How, how's how's the team looking? Are you uh, feeling like you're a mature, experienced team that won a championship last year, or is it? It's always a transition every year. You. It's always a new. transition. Every football team is brand new every year, um, but we are experienced in places, uh, which is which is interesting. We kind of 
we lost a bunch of seniors, but a lot of them in the same place in terms of at the line of scrimmage for us, um, which is a very obviously very important part of the game. Um, so it just changes the dynamic of our team, but we still have a lot of really experienced, really good players um, and really good players that are on those line of scrimmages that just haven't had as much opportunity yet because we were very, very talented in those spots last year. So we've got a lot of guys that you know, have been with us now going on three years, understanding our culture, understanding what we're, you know, what's expected of them and also, you know, developing leadership within themselves too. So we just look different, you know what I mean, in terms of just where our experience is and those type of things, but still have a lot of talent and still, like you said, still high expectations. Um, we're not going to drop those expectations for anything. We just got to find a little bit different way of doing it. Coaches, you got, uh, I trying to remember what size roster you might have and it doesn't matter but I imagine you got to have a, a boatload of coaches because you know you're going to need offensive coordinator defense coordinator special teams guys imagine five or six coaches how many how many do you have and anybody in particular that's uh coming back this year that you're going to lean on to repeat what they did last year oh for sure um actually our our coaching staff size is not as large as it's been in the last two years um and still Still in flux in certain areas. Um, one of the awesome parts of what we've been able to do here at Concordia Prep is we've had a lot of, you know, awesome people come into the program as coaches and gain opportunities elsewhere, um, which has been incredible. Um, you know, we, we want to, just like we talk about propelling student athletes to the next level or where they want to go, it's the same thing for, you know, everyone that touches our program. And so we've been blessed to have great people on our coaching staff that, um, you know, most recently Nate Marr, uh, just got the head coaching job at St. John's Catholic prep. Um, in the past we've had Napoleon Sykes, we got a head coaching job at the Lawrenceville school in, in New Jersey. We've had a couple of guys that have gained college opportunities that, that was kind of their goal. So, um, still, you know, in this process of replacing a couple of those guys for this upcoming year. Um, but, uh, you know, really, again, we could spend 15 minutes here just talking about the people that, you know, that really the, what makes our program go is that coaching staff that I, I've been very fortunate to, to gain. And, um, you know, the big one that, that you know of is Coach Brown, Donnell Brown, uh, who's been here the whole, you know, really was my first hire here. And he's had opportunities to go elsewhere. He's just got tremendous relationships with our, our building and understands our mission. And, you know, he will be a phenomenal head football coach in this city. Um, it really, when, whenever he chooses to be. Um, but he's, you know, I, I Coach Donnell at Stevenson. Um, then he, I hired him as a as an assistant at Bethany College, um, and so I've known him a really, really long time. And he's just a, he's a special breed. He's got an unbelievable amount of energy. He builds relationships with everybody in the building, and a tremendous mentor. So uh, I'd be remiss not not to mention him as as my right hand man. Coach there. Brown, you walk around campus, and the kids love and respect him. No, question. and he's a beast in the weight room. So he, he is going to too. be something else. Uh, it, it's probably going to be really satisfying when he does get another job and move on but yeah a little sad too because oh, no you're gonna miss him deeply no question. let's hope it doesn't happen this year i'm yeah. not ready no. whenever whenever it's time <laughs> I, it's I will time. be excited for him i will miss him for sure but um he, he seems pretty well locked in moving forward uh and so we're excited about that and then uh, i mean we yeah, i could go through all of them and I, I hate to mention one and not all but uh you know we have LJ Fenlock, who was our new office coordinator last year, who's a, a you know phenomenal, energetic young coach that's that's learning the game and and really gotten to know me and, and kind of what our mission is, and so expect him to to be even better this year. Um, 
you know, the unsung hero of, of our staff is Miss Jenna King, um, who is really going to be a, you know, trailblazer in this, in this profession. She's one of the best teachers in our school. Um, she is an unbelievable mentor. She's an incredibly sharp young lady. She's got a passion for football, passion for our kids. She's been our, you know, chief, chief of staff, director of football operations, um, this past year. And now she has taken on the helm as our running backs coach as well. Nice. Um, so, and my kids are, kids are really excited about that just cause they know how hard she works and how, how well she will prepare them to be successful. Um, you know, Coach Tim Booth, who uh, coaches our defensive line, who works in the building as a facilities person as well. Tremendous relationships is, you know, we retained him off the last staff and has been an incredible asset to myself as well as the, the players. Um, if you forget someone, and uh, it's my fault because I, okay. I surprised you with okay. this one. I, don't, yeah. I know it's you like, didn't make did, a list. Yeah, oh, I mean, I, I won't forget him. It's just a matter, again, how long do we do we have here? Um, but uh, Coach Dingle is in that, in that deal too where he was our head JV coach. He'll be on a varsity as well, but was part of that last staff that really helped us bridge, you know, you know from before to now and been awesome for our players. Um we uh, we've got a couple new additions here with Ryan Nowicki's going offensive line. Um, Coach Charles King, who was here in the past, uh, was at Calvert Hall the last few years and now joining us. I'm really excited about him. Coach Jordan Woods, who's our was our corners coach last year, will be returning to as well. Tremendous young coach, fresh out of college, a ton of energy. Um, really really exciting to be around our kids. I'm excited for him to grow as a young coach too. So. You're going to play uh, some football this year. You mentioned uh, Coach Sykes and Coach Marr have moved on. Mm-hmm. Coach Sykes is at Lawrenceville. That's in New Jersey. I don't think they're in your league, and it's very no. unlikely you would play them. But Coach Marr went to St. John's Catholic. St. John's Catholic Prep in Frederick. And are you going to play them this year? We will not. Ah, that would have we been a not. fun little matchup. Uh, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that. Coach Marr, I think um, he's – if you've been watching it all social media wise, he is doing a tremendous amount with that program already. And he will have that program at a very high level very quickly. And so I see that being a matchup in the future. I think it's a little soon. One, our, our schedule was set by the time that he, he got there, but also we're just in different places as, as programs right now. And so, um, we'll, we'll continue that conversation for sure. And when it's time, it'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be fun for our kids. It'll be fun for him. I can, I can feel the hype leading up to that game now. I just it's going to be a good one. Very good, no doubt. So, coach, I want to. I, I usually end this if hopefully I have one or two people listening to the podcast. Hopefully, it's a kid and or their parent, and hopefully they they got some value out of this. But I like to specifically ask if there is a kid listening and they're in middle school or they're in high school. It doesn't have to be a Concordia Prep. It could be somewhere else. And mm-hmm. they're thinking about playing at the next level. Mm-hmm. They're thinking about college. They're middle school. Thinking about high school. What should that kid be doing? I mean, we talked about June and it's no off season. Um, what could and should that kid be doing? Let's 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 speak to the the middle schooler you know, that's thinking about playing football in high school. Hopefully, they're playing for a club. Mm-hmm. Should they be sending out VHS tapes? Um, at middle school, no. I mean, there's a there's an element, uh, and it's funny that you asked that because I used to work with U.S. national teams and I used to run seminars for recruiting, and you get that question all the time. Should my you know. Should I send them or, you know, my, my son played JV freshman year. Should I send that? T- you don't need to send that stuff out. Um, what you need to do is be working on becoming the best athlete and student that you possibly can be right now. Um, because what you do as an eighth grader doesn't matter down the road. Um, what matters is, as you growing and developing into the best player and best student that you can be. And then uh, the opportunities will be plentiful. 
Um, and so there is a promotional aspect, but early on, you know, again, it's just making sure that you're, you're dug in and, and taking care of your responsibilities. And also I, I like to hammer this too, because one of the things that kind of shocked me kind of coming to this level, but also understanding this area and how much it's recruited by private schools and all that kind of stuff is, is how much it's, we kind of project this recruiting thing on, on young kids, middle school age kids and how, you know, you, you, you know, you got to give me a great rep here because there's a high school coach watching. And, and if you want a scholarship or da, 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 like at the end of the day, this game is supposed to be fun. And so let's keep that in perspective and understand, and understand that, you know, at the end of the day, this game has to be fun for you. It has to be something you enjoy and, and be passionate about. And I'm not telling you don't not work hard at it. Certainly not. Right. But let's make sure we keep the motivation where it should be so that we don't create burnout. We don't create a lack of love for the game because there's so much pressure put on a sixth and seventh grader um, to perform when really they should be just enjoying the game. But um, the big things is, is, you know, use the game as motivation if it is passion to make sure that you're getting good grades so you can create opportunities for yourself moving forward. And so just just work hard at being the best player and best student that you can be, and then the opportunities will come. That is a great way to end it, Coach. Uh, I want to thank you for stopping by. If someone wanted to reach out to you or learn more about Concordia Prep, whether the football team or the academics, is there a website? Are there social media um, pages we can follow? There is concordiaprepschool.org for the school. Um, I'm a big social media guy, so um, Instagram, Concordia Prep FB, Twitter, I believe is the same. Except it might be FB concordia prep but if you search us in there you'll find us i'm sure you can find some links at ac sports as well um yeah absolutely you can reach out to our team page you know our team pages and get in contact with us and we'll certainly get back to you coach joe thanks for coming thank you you've been listening to the ac sports report as you know there's a massive scene of youth sports in the dmv and it's our passion to cover it all We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.alstoncarlisle.com. Till next time, this has been the AC Sports Report.